0: Section thirty three of Riverdale Stories This Librivox recording is in the public domain. Riverdale Stories by Oliver Optic Careless Kate Chapter four Poor Kate. She had certainly never been so wicked in her life before. The words of her father still lingered in her ears, and she could almost hear the moans of those hungry, crying children she had never been sent to bed in her life without her supper and it looked like a dreadful thing to her perhaps even more dreadful than it really was if there had been nothing but the falsehoods she had told she might have gone to sleep but it was sad to think that she had deprived the poor children of their supper and sent them hungry to bed this seemed to be the most wicked part of her conduct I do not know how many times she turned over in the bed, nor how many times she pulled the clothes over her eyes to shut out the sad picture of those hungry and crying children that would come up before her in spite of all she could do to prevent it. She tried to think of other things, of the scene with Fanny, of her school, of a picnic party she had attended on the first of May, of almost everything indeed but it did no good the poor children could not be banished from her mind kate had been sick with the measles with the scarlet fever and the mumps and she remembered how bad she felt at these times but it seemed to her now that she would rather have all these diseases at once than suffer from a guilty conscience When she was sick her mother bent over her and pitied her and did all she could to ease her pain and even when she was burning with fever and racked with pain she felt happier than she did now. She could not inform her mother how bad she felt for that would expose her guilt. She heard the clock strike nine and every moment appeared to her like an hour those poor little children constantly haunted her whether her eyes were open or shut still she saw them crying and heard them moaning and begging their sick mother to give them some supper oh kate how severely was she punished for the sin she had committed her mother and her father had praised her but still she was unhappy slowly very slowly the time passed away and she heard the clock strike ten she could endure her sufferings no longer and she burst into tears sobbing and moaning as if her heart would break for some time she cried but as her distress increased she sobbed and moaned so loud that her father and mother who were in the adjoining room heard her and hastened into the room to find out what ailed her what is the matter my child anxiously asked her mother haven't you been asleep since you went to bed no mother sobbed kate what ails you are you sick no mother what are you crying for then oh mother why what ails you child have you been frightened no mother tell us what ails you kate added her father both of her parents were greatly alarmed about her for they loved their little girl very much and they knew that something must ail her or she would not have lain awake so long or have cried so bitterly can't you tell us what ails you kate inquired her mother very tenderly i have been very naughty mother replied kate almost choking with emotion naughty child yes mother i thought you had been very good added mr lamb no i have not i have been very wicked and you will never forgive me why what have you done kate how strange you act my child i can't help it mother if you will forgive me this time i will never be so wicked again while i live tell us all about it kate and we will forgive you said her father very kindly The poor girl sobbed so that she could not speak for some time, for the tenderness of her parents made her feel a great deal worse than if they had scolded her severely. "'What have you done, Kate?' repeated Mrs. Lamb. "'I didn't carry the milk to Mrs. O'Brien, mother,' gasped the poor, penitent, as she uncovered her eyes and looked up in the face of her parents to notice the effect of her confession upon them." didn't carry it to her was the exclamation of her father and mother at the same time no i spilled it on the ground why kate what did you do that far i couldn't help it i mean i was careless when fanny flynn struck me i ran after her my foot tripped and i fell and spilled all the milk why didn't you tell me so kate i didn't dare to tell you I was afraid you would scold at me, as you did for spoiling the peony. Kate felt a little better now that she had confessed her fault, and she was able to look her parents in the face. "'Why, Kate, if you had only told me, I should not have scolded you. You may have been careless, but it was all the fault of Fanny Flynn.' "'No, Mother, I was careless. I forgot all about the milk. I was so angry.' and so the poor children had no supper after all added mr lamb oh father it was what you said about them that made me feel so bad i am sure i shall never be so very wicked again let me carry them some milk now what are you talking about it is after ten o'clock my child no matter father i am not afraid to go in the dark if i can only carry them their supper no no kate I will carry them the milk though it is rather late and probably they are all asleep by this time but will you forgive me father and mother freely my child you have suffered severely already for your fault and i hope it will be a lesson to you which will last as long as you live said her father it will said kate earnestly both her parents kissed her in token of their forgiveness and mr lamb put on his coat, while mrs Lamb went to the cellar for a pail of milk, with which he soon left the house on his errand of kindness and charity. Kate felt a great deal better then, and before her father returned she was fast asleep. mr Lamb found the poor woman still up. The children had had bread and water, but no milk, for their supper, and she was very glad to have some for them when they waked up in the night and she was very grateful to Mr. Lamb for thinking of her at that hour and thanked God for giving her such kind and thoughtful friends. From that time, Kate was a better girl and tried hard to reform her life and character. She tried so hard and succeeded so well that she very soon lost the name of Careless Kate. Mr. Lamb went to see Fanny Flynn's parents the next day and they promised to punish her for her conduct after that kate did not provoke her and they never had any more trouble now my readers have seen that kate's fault led her into falsehood and deception which are worse than carelessness and i hope they will all learn to be careful and truthful end of careless kate nothing to do my kitty is purring upon the hearth rug rolled up in a bundle just like a great bug i wonder what kitty is thinking about what makes her so happy i cannot find out she has no hard lessons to bother her brain no spelling and reading to study in vain she ought to be happy with nothing to do but play all the morning and i should be too thus nelly kept thinking and spoke out her thought the words which she uttered her mother's ear caught you wish to be idle like kitty dear there and play all the morning or sleep in your chair i don't like my lessons i think tis a pity i can't be as happy as dear little kitty that ugly old spelling i never can learn oh into a kitty i wish i could turn i am not a fairy her mother replied To me all the power of magic's denied, but you may be idle from morning till night, and see if do-nothing will set your case right. Oh, shall I do nothing but play all day long, and sing with my kitty a holiday song? How happy and merry and joyous t'will be to have no hard lessons, from study be free. Do what will best, please you, be idle all day, recite no more lessons, do nothing but play then nelly rejoicing flew out of the room played hide horse and dolly and rode on the broom but long before dinner poor nelly had played out and studied and studied and wandered about to find some new pleasure some game or some play to use up the hours and end that long day and long before evening was cross as a bear just like the mcflimsy with nothing to wear and tired of nothing and tired of play no day was so tedious as that idle day oh mother my lessons i think i will get and then i can play as i never played yet i do not feel happy with nothing to do i cannot endure it another day through i thought so my nelly to make your play sweet you must work and be useful to those whom you meet The idle are never so happy as they who work for themselves or for others each day. End of section thirty three. Recording by Scarlett, Louisiana.